welcome to another episode of Majoring in the Minors podcast, a podcast where we talk about how majority of people focus on the minor and insignificant things in life. Your hosts, as usual, Mahan Elmi and Louis Anton. Today's fake sponsor is Kia, the not phone phone. If you want a phone that's not a phone, we'll tell you about Kia. As we get along. Okay, I'm losing it. I can't do this anymore. All right, we're back. Another episode. Wow. <laughs> Another moment with uh, Mahan and Lewis. Uh, it's, it's Halloween, so we thought we, we changed things up a bit and we failed. Uh, today, we're going to talk about fear of failure because, again, go with the theme. It's fear. It's negativity. It's spookiness. Fear of failure. Louis, take the helm because I am jumping off the ship. First of all, Mahi, I'd like to say your voice was very soothing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I think it did not go according to plan. Damn it. Everyone fell asleep. Uh, so, well, anyway, it's a fake audience. But uh, 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 fear or failure, that's a good topic, Mahi. Uh, a lot of people, unfortunately, because of society, have been taught that it's not good to fail. And I mean, obviously, I'm not saying failure is a good thing, but uh, failure has a lot of positives. Uh, it teaches you a lot. And um, if you never fail, you never really experience that kind of hardship or those kind of scenarios. And you'll never really be able to grow. And I think more people need to kind of learn to fail gracefully. So obviously, no one should go out there and say, yeah, hitting rock bottom it's an amazing like you know because it's a lesson all right like people always have this fear of as as we said uh fear of failure because they think rock bottom is the end of it all right and until they like they need to hit that rock bottom to understand that okay it's not as first of all it's not as bad obviously there are exceptions but like whenever you hit that rock bottom you know what fudge it i'm gonna fail today but it's always good to try new things and the reality is trying new things lead to failure. And a lot of people are afraid to try new things or to go the extra mile or to change up a career path or to learn a new skill because when learning something new, when something that you don't have mastery over, you're going to fail. Whether it's at the gym, when you're trying a new form of exercise, whether it's learning something like coding, which you've never done before, let's say. So you're going to go through all those checkpoints and all those times where you stall and you fail and you're not really growing as much and i think it's 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 a mindset thing i mean you can have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset and i took that from a book called mindset i forgot the author's name but great book there we go uh we'll tag it later because it's one of the seminal books on this topic and it talks about mindset and how we need to have a growth mindset we need to be able to say, okay, something wrong happened. How am I going to propel forward instead of uh, falling into a rut? And as you are a coach mm-hmm. in the real world, uh, how do you, what do you think of failure, Mohan? Do you think it's a key part of training? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, not just training I- itself. This is a typical Mahan answer again. You ask me a question and I totally, I I go a different way and then try to come back and circle around and get to what I was trying to allude to. Uh, I love failure. I think 
the only way is up. So you just kind of learn stuff about yourself. Like I always say people, in my opinion, maybe it's because of my, my kickboxing background, but I think people should get punched in the face. I always say that because a lot of people are afraid of what's going to happen when I get punched in the face. And it teaches you two things. First, you get punched in the face and you're like, well, it wasn't as bad. Or you do get punched in the face and you fall down and you never want it to happen ever, ever again. And then you learn something about yourself. But mainly, most people, they're just scared of getting punched in the face. It's just fear of unknown. And once that happens, they're like, oh, it wasn't that bad. I can continue. Same thing with failure in general. They hit rock bottom, for example. And then they're like, well, actually, rock bottom is not as bad as I thought. And I can come back from it. Or like, you know, I just can't keep going forward. Same thing with um it's adaptation and then in, in in the world of training as well obviously all we're trying to do is uh produce an environment that like elicits some sort of adaptation so we're trying to stress people in a certain way whatever their goal is so these stresses will result in them adapting and create making changes and then like every time they have a goal that they want to achieve, it's just some sort of adaptation to a stimulus that we have uh, introduced to their like, you know, training program or their lifestyle or like their eating habits or anything else. So, and so what, like uh, it's a very dynamic thing. Like, you know, there is no absolute failure there. I think, I think uh, people are again, afraid of like, if something doesn't go according to plan, it's that fear of, uh, it's not having control. I think. If something doesn't go exactly according to plan, people sometimes just panic. Whereas you can understand that certain things you have control over and certain things you don't. And then uh, you, you just carry on from there. I hope that answered the question. Did I go like too far off? Did I go to the minors too much? Or did I go come manage to come back to the major? I mean, you kind of you kind of did a mahan, but you, you, you rounded out. You rounded yeah. back to the answer but she kind of yeah yeah, yeah you know uh, yeah took i think a detour yeah i think for my for me answers in general this is going to be another detour but i uh, to give an answer you always need context all right i can't like you know you just like there is nothing black and white you have to just kind of get in there dive deep and find out what and why and how and when and like all these questions to like get a get a straight like there is no there are no straight answers you just have to kind of uh play along and figure out what what it is you want to say or what it is someone needs from you and uh, i think i've just built this habit through training because like the fitness industry in general one of the one of its biggest weaknesses is try to give give people uh very short and quick answers and there are no short and quick answers so i think i've built that habit off of that that i always try to go to the context and go behind it and be like well if a b and c then d or if a c and d then g something like that but let's not get too <laughs> distracted go back, going back to the fear um what do you think about fear of unknown i think like a lot of people have problems with uh well that fear starts with not knowing what's happening or not knowing what's um in front of them or what's going to happen you know fear of the unknown well, I'm I'm probably gonna do a maha now as well. Perfect. So, um, so I think, well, going back to it. So it's first looking at your idea of life. Oh boy, um, it's your idea of life, right? So 
why are people afraid of the unknown? A lot of reasons. I mean, there are a lot of reasons. Uh, one could be a fear of failure, which we touched into. Another could be a, a more of a security threat, like, you know, the unknown could, could uh, it's not stable, right? Because you don't know what the unknown is. You don't know the repercussions. You don't know uh, the impact of it. But I think that if you look at life like a gift, like I kind of, and, and, no, and this isn't stoicism, Mahan, but if you look at life like a gift and Good. you kind of see it, because I'm not a stoic, so I just want to say, I just like some ideas in stoicism. So if you look at life as a gift, then, and I mean, I don't know, maybe this, this has hit me recently, maybe also by playing this game called Outer Wilds, which has kind of re, resurfaced this curiosity that I have. I think that the unknown can be a beautiful thing. And I mean, if you accept that failure is inevitable and you accept that the only way to grow is to fr be thrust into a situation that you have never really encountered, uh, then I think, I think the, the unknown is beautiful. I think, I mean, obviously I'm not saying go into something completely like random all the time, but I quite like the unknown. Like I like not knowing what will happen, yeah. which then gets me in trouble a lot. But then, I kind of like the instability of the unknown. Mm -hmm. Are you also a big fan of the Frozen 2 song, Into the Unknown? Unfortunately, my musical, uh, my grasp of the, the, my range of music does not include Frozen a two. lot of songs. Okay. I have never heard of that, but uh, you can tag it later. No, fr come on, but, the, the, the Disney animation, Frozen, and then there was... Frozen. Oh, Frozen. I thought it was a band you're talking no, about. No, Frozen 2, and they have a song. It's called Into the Unknown. If, uh, oh. It was oh, meant never, to, never mind. Yeah, it wasn't meant I, to be a joke, and I had to explain my joke, and now it sucks. So thank you for that. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to it right after our podcast. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know. For me, I think the unknown is a great thing. It's, it's just like diving into an, uh, an ocean and uh, well there's still a lot that's unknown and I'd like to think of knowledge as an ocean or a universe or a galaxy and there's just so much we could learn there's so much we haven't really touched upon there's so much that our brains can handle and I think the more the better I think you should be slapped with as many topics as possible you should be delving into things that make you comfortable uncomfortable both at the same time and so for me the unknown is just it's just more opportunity that has not been utilized yet but what's your take on it because i just rambled on like a mahan hey. perfect <laughs> I, I like how it's become a thing doing a mahan um <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go back to our theme, and I I for the love of me I don't know who uh, for the life of me sorry not love of me for the life of me I don't remember who said it or what podcast it was I have some I have a feeling it was uh, the hybrid podcast with Steffi Cohen, uh, but um, there was this uh, I just like this way of uh, thinking that when we're born we're thrust into this unknown anyways because as a as a kid you pretty much are like a clean slate you you have no 
any prior, I guess, survival, just like eating and sleeping and like, you know, excreting stuff that that's just like the basic programming. But kids are essentially as a kid, we are born into the unknown. We'd like imagine just being in a dark room and just we suddenly get a flashlight without any prior experience or knowledge of what's around us. And then as we walk and explore and we were learning, so learning is just getting deeper into that unknown or into that darkness. And just step by step, we start acquiring different, you know, like habits, personalities, and just we develop ourselves as human beings. But from the beginning, we are in the unknown. Like to a kid, everything's the unknown. Like, and eventually they get used to their parents and their family and then like eating and doing this and their friends and then like, you know, uh, school and things like that. So before every, any, any of these happen to them, yeah, it's a part of the unknown. So um, that's, as you said, that's how we learn. That's, that's like literally dipping into that uh, ocean or uh, galaxy of knowledge. Uh, so I think like fear of unknown should not like, you know, it, it is scary. It's because again, it's that darkness. It's that it's us with our flashlight trying to walk into this darkness and see what's behind the next corner. And it can be scary, but also if you look at it in a way of we've always done that through our in, throughout our entire life, then it's just a process. It's just a way of uh, the way the thing, the way things are. So we're just going to rinse and repeat and do the same thing. And then like, just learn more and more and more and then eventually something that was unknown will become known to us well exactly i mean look at look at the ancients in the back in the day i mean at least now we're very technologically advanced i mean look at the ancient romans the ancient babylonians sumerians all of them i mean they really had an unknown to deal with you know because because they didn't have maps or they didn't have charts. I mean, they were developing charts, but they didn't know a lot of the world, but they thrust forward and they explored. And, you know, sure, a lot of casualties occurred along the way, but that's how discovery happened. I mean, there, there was, I mean, that's how the North Pole was discovered. You know, people went and said, oh, look, there's, there's a part of the world we don't know. Let's go there and see what happens. That's how America was discovered all of the story of that kind of changes, but it was always like someone just ventured forth and then they found this pocket of land and this pocket of natural resources. And, you know, that's the same as people who first started diving underwater. I mean, it must've been really, really scary back then. You know, it was because we didn't have the tools. We didn't have the submarines. We didn't have anything to like chart the oceans, but that's how people grow. And, and that applies to video games. I mean, that applies to anything in life, whether gym. If you don't try something new, something you haven't done before, how are you going to know if you're good at it? And then how are you going to get better as a person if you don't actually just put yourself through something, a, a new stimulus, as they say, in training at least. Yeah. Uh, if you do the same thing over, obviously it depends if your goal is strength, et cetera. But like, if you don't stimulate your body, with something new, how are you going to test its limit? And then that would apply to anything, like taking a, a random course on, in coding or uh, reading some wacky book that, like genre that you would never normally read. How would you know if you don't, if you like it, if you don't actually try it? So I think people should look at the unknown in a bit more positive, in a, in a positive way, because we've been doing it for ages now, like. 
we have been doing it as ourselves, as you say, because we were doing it since we were, we were, we were born, but we also did it as a species for hundreds of years as the world grew. I mean, we didn't just have satellites day one, you know, people had to explore all these things to get to that point. And that's how ingenuity forms because that's what we have over other species, right? It's the ability to process information in a way and to actually utilize it. And if we don't actually explore the unknown, both individually and as a collective, how are we gonna grow? Absolutely, yeah, no, uh, well said, well said. Now I'm gonna, because uh, again, because of the theme, I'm just actually gonna pick out fear and like just put you on the spot, be like, Lewis, you know yourself, what is one of Lewis's main fears? Like if you had, because we're human, like we're, we can't just sit here and pretend like we're, we're not afraid of anything. So if I want to say like, what's a personal fear of yours? Something that just could like keep you awake at night or something. I don't know, whatever it is. Oh, uh, well, it, it depends. But I would say, uh, uh, maybe relationships. <laughs> of course <laughs> what uh, what is it about relationships that get you scared uh, the fear that i would never mm, i wouldn't be the best partner all right so fear of not being the best yourself not best but not being the mm, fear of not being able to give enough i don't know how to explain it because it's weird Mm -hmm. But like, uh, obviously it's because I didn't grow up uh, around people of, uh, like I didn't grow up around relationships and stuff. So I came a bit late to that kind of party. Yeah. Uh, so my emotional uh, intelligence was stunted. So I guess I sometimes have trouble expressing myself, which impacts relationships and it doesn't have to be let's say romantic it could be with your family with your friends i have uh, trouble expressing myself mm -hmm. which then leads to a lot not fears per se but sort of feelings of inadequacy when it comes to those topics yeah i guess makes sense yeah also sometimes heights heights yeah Sometimes. yeah i get the is it vertigo i think i like i get it when i look up mm. not when i look down but when i'm looking up onto a top building it hits me okay yeah i think yeah no no for me it's like if i'm on a really high uh but that's why i feel like i really want to do bungee jumping or skydiving because that is like kind of a fear of mine and i want to uh kind of uh not face it i just feel like it's exciting yeah i get you and it will probably help you face it because mm -hmm. if you jump off a building i mean if you jump off a structure <laughs> or... <laughs> you'll be happy well, right you're like <laughs> well i mean with a parachute Mohan, i yeah. don't endorse that kind of jumping Thank but you. uh but no like a lot of people do do it they they go on top of a tall build like the I think what, like the tall towers and they have a parachute and they just yeah. jump off. And well, I mean, it would probably ease their uh, fear. 
I, I guess I, but, it could. Or, but, but they should have a licensed practitioner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all yeah, of it, yeah, yeah. like all of it under controlled environment. Supervision of it. Yeah. Supervision, of yes. Exactly. Anyone. We, we don't just jump off a building. Yeah, we don't. Don't try this at home. Don't try this at home. Don't try a lot of things at home, honestly. Yeah. Like home is just is a place to chill. Come on, relax. Exactly. Don't don't yeah. do what we've done in the past. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it's always good to. Um, well, this goes back to maybe another topic of self-reflection. So, you gotta know your. You have to know what you're afraid of to be able to. Well, you have to first admit to yourself that you mm-hmm. have a fear, because some people, uh, the ego, uh, plays up and. They won't really admit it to themselves. They think they're invincible. And yeah. I think when we were younger, we had that invincibility sort of complex where we thought, oh, we could train in this, well, at least in terms of training, where we could train in a certain way. And it's like, oh, I'm young. I can do whatever I want. But then as your training age goes up and as you age in general, you know, your recovery kind of stunts a little bit. And, you're brought back to reality a bit. Like I would remember in uni, you know, you stay up till five in the morning, you go gym at like 10 in the morning, you come back, you're like super fresh. Mm. And now it's like, you, you, you sleep eight hours, you go to the gym, you take like a whole day to just like recover. Yeah, you, you just sleep and you wake up, you're already broken. Like you don't even need to go out. You're hurting. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So like, I think but then going back but then like that shifted to another topic so i did a mahan again hey yeah to explain yourself like sometimes you do a mahan to just kind of put the like you know just bring the background (laughs) yeah context now i'm gonna again because i can i'm gonna put you on the spot so basically we say there are well uh they they say not we they say there are we have five basic fears extinction mutilation loss of autonomy separation and ego death um extinction is the fear of annihilation obviously ceasing to exist death mutilation fear of losing any part of the precious body uh, loss of not, uh, autonomy uh, being immobilized paralyzed or restricted separation obviously is the fear of abandonment or rejection and ego death death is the fear of humiliation humiliation i hate that word i can never pronounce it or shame or any other yeah, yeah or any of those mechanisms so your fear where would you put that like would you uh, is that like an ego death or a, a separation is your fear uh, mm. it's not is a fear of rejection and loss of connectedness connectedness or a fear of shame or like you know being not being the person that someone wanted or not being able to provide the whatever the other person needs from a relationship my fear is a bit weird because i'm i'm afraid to to hurt like i'm afraid like not for myself i am not a i don't mind not having connectedness or uh in ego death i'm not really ego like i'm not afraid of that because i i make fun of myself all the time so i don't really care like i'm not too much on the the ego on on that type of ego i'm sure i have other egotistical aspects uh for me i'm more afraid of the like mutilation immobilization like the physical ones mm-hmm. yeah um uh not saying the other ones aren't 
bad or like obviously they're still secondary on my mind but i would say i'm more into like the the physical ones kind of hit me a bit mm -hmm. if, if we're talking those kind of fears but if we're going into like as you were saying like the fears into uh i mean of those five i would say those two but if we're talking about fears in general yeah um i would say yeah like i am it's not that i'm afraid of not being able to provide i'm afraid of let's say letting someone down which then then causes like a ripple effect of them them thinking they're not worth being with or they're not worth being friends with and then it goes into a ripple mm -hmm. like if it was an isolated case i wouldn't care but you know how relationships are even with friends like you have a bad fight and then it goes it goes sideways and then that person can change their personality and they can go on the wrong path and sometimes things are blown out of proportion so i just never want to be that person who pushes people uh to a wrong path not saying it's solely me but it could be that they've had experiences before and then i'm like the little tinder mm -hmm. the little match that just lights up all the fuel but i would just never want to be that person because i really do want people to improve in life or to reach their potential wherever possible and this could apply at work as well like you give the wrong feed you give someone the wrong feedback and you know you intended something constructive they took it completely differently and then it turns into like a whirlwind of disaster so that's just something i am more mindful of these days with my emotion well i'm trying to be more mindful with with my uh, emotional intelligence trying to ramp it up especially nowadays people nowadays it's a bit more important to have a, a solidified uh, emotional intelligence and that's something i'm kind of working on on my end where possible and in lieu of another topic we were going to have which was habits i try to keep it a habit so i have to always try to respond in an emotionally intelligent way because once i stop doing it i'll kind of it'll break down mm. so even if i don't necessarily agree with the topic or disagree i try my best to think of it as a uh least uh, damage control kind of where possible yeah and then again i just went into like 15 different topics <laughs> what about you mahi that's, what of which of good. those which of those five um, kind of trigger you i I think for me was uh, at the time like this this was something that I was dealing with uh, maybe it's not recently but the the most recent fear of mine that I can kind of pinpoint and be like this really messed with my head and put my finger on it was this um, I think loss of self like I, I just had this uh, maybe I wasn't like you know you're trying to kind of figure yourself out and I got to this point that I was just like, it just felt like I could easily from like, like just think, at, think of like my entire personality or who I am as a person, just like a jacket. And it just felt like I could 
very easily pull this jacket off and not be who I am anymore. Like just loss of identity, I guess, in a sense. Like I just feel like if I want, like I had this kind of like, there were a couple of days that I was thinking like, if I really want to, I can easily not be who I am right now. Um, so maybe that would like, that was one of the, the most recent things that I can think of. I think I'm more, um, maybe it was just like, you know, not being sure of who you are and then eventually like just finding the path. Um, also like, it's been an amazing year to make you just think about random stuff. Right. That has been very stimulating. Yeah, now I'm going to take a quick break to talk about our, not a phone phone Kia. See what I did there. I took the no out of the Nokia and turned it into a Kia. So it's not a phone phone. It's pretty much a rock. Just get a rock, hold it against your ear and talk to it. And if you do that, like someone's going to come and take you away and uh, we'll be better off without whoever does listen to me and actually hold the rock to the ear. That's it <laughs> for our fake sponsor. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, because again, we're trying to keep fear and, uh, you know, Halloween. What is a story that you can tell me of, like one time that you were really scared. I know. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you false pregnancy doesn't count. So no stories. Of uh, that. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, if you want to think I have a story so I can, t- I started this because I want to tell my story actually, but um, I'll let you think about it. Fine. You, you go ahead while I think. Well, while I, I talk to you. Story, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So one, one of my favorite stories is back in the day when I was like, we, we were young, my sister, uh, my, so we have like some family friends that we called cousins, my sister's cousins and I, uh, we were watching uh, the ring, you know, the original ring. Right. And like, uh, yeah. if you're not, if you know the movie, you know, the movie, if you don't know what the movie is, it's about like this uh, VHS or like tape recording. Again, if someone listens to this and doesn't know what a VHS is, maybe you're too young to listen to us. But <laughs> it's old school tape record. Like, you know, you used to, what now we stream stuff. Back in the day, it was like on a, uh, on a tape, basically. And you put it in a VHS player and watch it. Uh, so the movie was around this cursed uh, VHS tape that whoever played it, like it would start with this static and then suddenly it would show a, a well and this late girl would come out of the well and walk towards the screen and then when that ended you, your phone rings you pick up the phone and someone says seven days and then in seven days you die that that was like uh that story like people kept watching this video and then someone would call them and in seven days they would die right so we're watching this and halfway through as we we're watching it it's like it, it always goes to that point that someone's watching the tape and it goes to the statics and then the phone rings. And as we were doing that, our, <laughs> our phone started ringing. And it was just like, I think four or five of us started screaming, like literally young kids. We were like, we, we used to do this, like try to watch a horror movie in a really dark, like we would turn all the lights off and just like all of us would watch the movie and try to get scared. So that was our goal to get scared. So when halfway through, like at the same time it rang, we almost shot our pants, but then we saw one of our cousins like laughing to himself and we knew, like we figured out that he just pulled his phone out and he called us. So we're like, ah, cool. Yeah, you got us, but whatever. 
that goes. We've watched the movie. It finishes. It ends. And then at the end, when the movie finishes, I think that the protagonist somehow like survives or whatever. I can't remember the premise of the story anymore. When it ends, it goes back to that static, and then it cuts off. And I like it happened. Like when it went to the static, it cut off. Our phone rang again, and we all looked at my. Uh, cousin we were like dude like a second time come on but then when we looked at him and his face had gone pale and he showed us his phone and his phone he wasn't ringing us that's when we all lost our shit we were just like fuck so took us like a part of my language that was my one a day took us a while to pick that phone up and then someone answered it and then we realized our uncle was sleeping upstairs and apparently we were being too loud and screaming too much. So he, he was just like calling us to say, shut the fuck up. But the timing was just so perfect that it, it scared the bejesus out of us. Now that I tell the story, I'm like, wow, we were dumb. But at the time it was scary. So yeah, <laughs> that's one of my favorites. Halloween stories for you guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Story time with Mahan. Uh, well, my, my story wouldn't be as, uh, funny because uh i was uh scared like <laughs> <laughs> we were scared as well now that i look at it i look at it fondly but it, we were scared shitless no but like i was i was i was uh i was trying to get into horror movies when i was a kid so i'd always like play uh not play i'd watch like what was it the sixth sense oh yeah and i remember I uh, like I watched it and look looking back it's not even that scary but for some reason ghosts mm. they had an effect on younger me so after watching it there was a scene where uh, the, he, the kids talk to a ghost uh, in a tent and then there's like hanging ghosts I think like a group of ghosts who were like hanging and I, for some reason, that really hit me. So I remember just yeah. going to the bathroom and vomiting. Oh, God. Yeah. And then I couldn't sleep. And then again, I tried like three years later because I, I got into Resident Evil as a game. And for people who don't know, it's, it's a series where you kill zombies. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's supposed to, it was scary back then or more scary. And like, I remember the first movie, uh, the, the first Resident Evil movie, uh, looking back now, I, I can't believe it affected me. But back then, I watched it, and it had a lot of zombies. But it wasn't like the recent ones where it's they were more action focused. So they did try to be a bit scary with this one. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it really got to me, and I couldn't sleep at night for like a month. And then I just started to like zombies, yeah. and then it, it it completely changed. Like I I went from being scared shitless to to actually loving it so yeah not not as funny or not as oh. dumb I, as your story no, oh i i can top that up actually i have another resident evil story as well because you said this this i think this was this is good too um and i have to say it um <laughs> so uh well if people don't know i'm i'm originally from iran i used to live there until i was 15 all right and uh, I remember back in, like, you know, when I was, I think, nine, ten, uh, we didn't have, like, you didn't have PlayStation yourself. You had these centers, like gaming centers, that they had a PlayStation. You could, like, you would pay an amount and you put play 
for an hour or half an hour and something like that, right? And it was really close to my house. And see, kids nowadays are just like too controlled. I was like, at some time, I was just, I was there so much that I was part of the business. So they, like the owners would trust me to just like help, like, you know, change CDs and change games for kids and like let them in, let them out. And I would stay there like until 10, 11 p.m. And I remember we had this thing like throughout the day, people would come and play normal games, but no, after dark, the place was like it belonged to all these cool kids who would come and play horror games, like, you know, the Resident Evils and Alone in the Dark and these type of games. And we had a kid who was famous for like, you know, he was just the Resident Evil guy. He had finished all the games. He was just like so full of like, you know, he, he was just the dawn of playing this game, right? And one night I was in charge and like he was playing and I was just like watching him play. And obviously he's played this game so many times that he's not scared of anything because he expects everything, right? But I, on the other hand, wasn't expecting anything. So he's playing the game and there is like, I think it's in the second one. In the, I think it's the second one. There is a scene that you walk by a, mirror, by a window and nothing happens. And then you walk back and these... Uh, brain-eating zombies kind of cross the window and jump in. There is a jump scare. And he knew what's going to happen, so he was ready to see it. And as it happens, it scares me so much that I scream. So now this guy wasn't scared of the game, but because I screamed at him, he literally dropped the controller and ran away because he, like, he was so sure of himself that he wasn't expecting external stuff to scare him. Because obviously he knew the game. He was ready for the game to throw whatever at him. But he wasn't ready for some nine-year-old kid behind him to suddenly scream in his ear. So I never forget, like, he, I ruined his rep reputation. Like, he just could never come back to that place because he dropped the controller and dashed, man. And I was just like, he couldn't show his face again. So that was a good story with Resident Evil for me. Yeah, it definitely brought us a lot of uh, memories, mm -hmm. whether good or bad. <laughs> Another scary thing: remember that paranormal activity movie we saw in, we watched in the cinema, and we were laughing. Yeah, that was just funny, though. That that's was... like that's that movie just killed us. But, but but didn't we didn't we actually freak out somebody else? Someone was between us, and we were uh, freaking them out. One of our friends was there, and we were just being dumb and like you know scaring them. But this <laughs> scene was just so crazy this girl like sees the ghost runs away from the ghost it's comical and then she's running down the stairs and suddenly hits this invisible wall because apparently it's the ghost and like she's screaming 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 and suddenly bam hits the wall falls down <laughs> and then suddenly the ghost grabs her from the head just like yanks her up and down but it it um, as i said it sounds bad but it just looked so comical that you and i were just like laughing out loud and everyone was just trying to tell us to shut up and then at the end, the ghost sees them and they're hiding behind this table and they're literally playing peekaboo because like they look from the one side and the ghost is like looking from the side and then they go behind and then they go from the other side and look at them. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Stop. So yeah, that's it. I think that was Paranormal Activity 3 when it has, it had lost all of its like, you know, because the first one, it was groundbreaking in a way that no one had, hadn't really done it in like, you know, unknown actors looks very just like organic but i think by the third one we all knew like that now it's just like copy and paste the same story well yeah they run out of ideas it's not yeah. pretty it's not easy to be scary especially nowadays because mm -hmm. 
we're used to so much we're desensitized i mean to so yeah. much but going back to fears i did have another one i used yeah. to hate insects insects what about i used insects? to hate them now i love them but i used to for a while i used to hate bees mm-hmm. and they used to get to me bees or wasps because wasps are motherfuckers bees are like no the bees that well wasps obviously i mean i don't want to tango with the wasp but uh, bees were more prevalent in my childhood because we they were everywhere around our school mm, fair enough and someone was smart enough to actually hit the uh, the nest so oh. it fell so our school was it was just bees everywhere mm. and uh, I, so I used to have a fear of creepy crawlies and then all of a sudden, I, I don't know how I ended up, I'm, I'm fascinated by insects. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, there's that. What about centipedes? Centipedes always, because I think they have this reputation in movies that they like get into the ear of something and like, no, the, they have so many legs and they just like, centipedes are creepy. You know, they're, they're, they're weird. They're definitely not the cutest bug, but uh, I don't know, because I've never really seen one because yeah. where I've lived. So, like, so yeah. they're like messed up snakes. Like, I'm at... well, sort of. In my I mean, head. Snakes are adorable. Yeah, they're, they're adorable. Well, they're, they're, they're cute ones. Yeah. There are ones that obviously. I mean, yeah, snakes are cool, but also <laughs> like knowing some snakes, they just like spit in your like vet spit yeah. venom into your eye and you're like fuck that that is like some next level evolution yeah, there, right there there's a lot of negative animals i think a lot of them yeah. are in australia uh yeah yeah i mean you have there's a spider that, that it literally hurts. bites you well that that that's yeah. cute though but there's a spider that bites you for the sake of biting you like it'll just keep biting you oh all right and you don't turn to spider-man i assume no, you just not you like just it. die slowly. Just... <laughs> I like how this podcast of all has turned into a very good example of minors because now like we've just gone full on minors, no majors, like done. Yeah, yeah. Like and even that's... the fear talk, we sp- it just went random. And... Yeah, but it's good. I like it. Like sometimes just it's also talking about it's a conversation. Yeah, it's a conversation at the end of the day. It shouldn't uh... talking about experiences in the past. Yeah, I like it. But who, those five fears that you spoke, where did you get them from? Because I've never heard of those five. Like, so, I, I mean, there's a bunch. So uh, there was this lady who started this experiment. Uh, this is not from her, but like what reminded me is that she did this, um, I think, a hundred or something fears. Like she would just uh, face a fear every day. And then eventually she broke it down, I think maybe to five or seven. Uh, base fear so she was like all the fears that we have we can categorize it into these major fears all right uh, and for the love of me, love why do i keep saying like love for the life of me i cannot remember what her name was i should actually like look her up right now 100 days of fears or something and um she broke them down 100 days without fear yeah michelle polar that's it that's what i she did a ted talk and uh, she broke it down uh. to to base fears and i was trying to look for that and i couldn't find that and i just found this uh psych uh, like a, this um topic that says breaking down fears into five 
but I know she breaks them down to a, um, like she categorizes them into a specific amount of, I don't know, fears, like categories basically. But yeah, 100 Days Without Fear, right. Michelle Polar, she's very cool. Like it's a really cool book, which we'll probably add to our description. But uh, yeah, that gave me the that reminded me of the idea of like base fears or like you know um, fears. yeah fears and her uh, her journey. He does she does hundred days of facing her fears. It's it's really nice. I would recommend looking into it. That is an interesting thing, actually. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think we can bring it to an end there. Yes. Turn Do you have any other fake sponsors or any other? Yeah. I mean, if anyone wants to actually sponsor us, perfect. If not, Kiad, the not a phone phone, they have our back. I mean, I can literally go and pick a rock out of anywhere, like outside my house. So I've got that going for myself, which is amazing. <laughs> if, as usual, guys, <laughs> I, 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 for me, like, I want to know when will I run out of stuff to like bullshit to come up with. Like, uh, how outrageous is it gonna get? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, yeah. well, Thank you all for listening to us. As always, we really appreciate all the thousands of fake followers and the, the 10 or 15 ones who actually do listen to us. We, we do appreciate you. We love you. And thank you for listening to our, um, like, you know, nonsense or things that we spew out of our mouth. <laughs> Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, please feel 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 free to share it. Uh, we have some cool guests actually coming up. Uh, we're going to keep it a surprise. We do have some things going on for ourselves, which we feel really excited for and we feel really blessed for. Um, again, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's elmi.fitness, talking about like you know training and programming and uh, anything related to training. And Lewis likes to stay anonymous. Uh, we're going to love you and leave you. Thank you for listening to Majoring in the Miners podcast. Until next time. Bye. Awesome.